Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Elevated Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Fouts, and today's episode is going to be about bridging the gap between your workspace and your social media feeds. It's something that I kind of struggled with in the past and up until recently a little bit, I would even say. So I just want to give you guys some tips on what I do to make sure that I'm being consistent and why consistency is important on those fronts. So as always, if you're interested, then keep on listening. So we've had some updates to the podcast. I did update the cover art and then some new intro music. Um, So I hope you had like a good little gym session there. If you're interested in what that song is, it is Emerald by Lucy and Disguise and System 96. Um, But anyways, yeah, um, bridging the gap between your workspace, you know, slash treatment room and your social media feeds, what you are presenting to the public um, via social media. So it is important that those two things complement each other. They um, kind of match a little bit. What's the word I'm looking for? Not correlate or mad. They coordinate, coordinating. So it's very important that those things are coordinated because when someone sees it, they're going to immediately identify it as you and with you based on the appearance. Um, So color scheme, uh, font, the type of content that you're producing. So if you are starting out um, producing content or you are in the phase of like decorating your treatment room, trying to pin down like what vibe you're going to have, definitely do some um, inner like searching and really pinning down what's true to you. You can go listen to my episode like identifying your authentic voice. It's very helpful if you already know what type of vibe you want to offer to your clients and what environment you want to provide then that's step one so definitely you want to have like a color palette so personally my color palette is like a little bit of neutral like a so my walls in here they're almost like this mauvey tan it's a very neutral tan color and then a little bit of black I don't actually have black in my treatment room. The only black that I have in my treatment room are my teas that I sell. Um, But on my social media feeds, I definitely do introduce more black there. And then in in my actual treatment room, I have more white complementing the neutral tan color. Then I have in the treatment room... A little bit of like this mauvey purple it's like this really mm, kind of like a I mean mauve is mauve but yeah like a dusty purple and so 
On my social media feed, I'm moving a little bit away from the mauvey purple and I'm incorporating more of the tan and the black, which, um, I mean, it's still, if you looked at my social media feed and then you came into the room, you'd be like, okay, yeah, like it correlates, it coordinates, but you want to create a color palette. So anytime I am creating anything for my business or bringing it in, I refer to those, to the black, the white, the tan, and that mauve color. So those are my four colors. Then in my treatment room specifically, I do have gold accents. That's not something that I need to translate onto my social media feeds. So yeah, that's like five colors. Um, so I can pick from those colors and introduce that into my marketing material and my graphic design, all of that. Um, my website, making sure that it's on all fronts. I'm not straying away from that because when you stray away from it, it creates separation. There's not that unity anymore. And even subconsciously, like people will recognize that. Um, so it's important to have some consistency there. And something else that stays pretty consistent with my graphic design is I include a lot of like paper texture and I bring that over to my website as well. And um, when I reprint new business cards, I think I'm going to translate that over there too. But right now on my business cards, my rack cards, it, the background is like a white silky texture, which like still is coordinating. But since I have a lot of that paper texture on my graphic design, I want that to be more consistent. So like my gallery wall, I put, I post up some before and after pictures that I want to display and, um, above each one's picture it says like two chemical pills four weeks of home care whatever and I have like that on a little paper banner if that makes sense I know this is like really detailed but um so that's in my treatment room and then a lot of my Instagram posts like has that paper texture on there too a lot of my infographic design so that's something that I guess I'm known for that when people see an infographic with like that paper texture background, they would probably already know like that's Elevated Beauty posted that. So just keep some consistency in like what you create. And that, that was so hard for me because I'm really creative and like I have so many ideas. Um, so I just... I needed time to discover what was creative enough for me that um, I could still have fun with it and find like different versions of that and um, also that I wouldn't get bored of it and it was just like true to me. So the reason that I kind of chose that, I guess, that I'm consistent with that on my infographics and on my graphic design is because my retail bags, I'm in love with my retail bags. They're very simple and minimal. I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to describe myself. I'm in some sense a maximalist, but then also I really love a minimal and simple design. So, um, my retail bags are 
these black paper bags and then I have like this that natural um tan bag that you would get like at a grocery store like that color so I have the black and then that tan bag and then I have a little sticker that has my logo um that says EB and those are my retail bags so I kind of drew some inspiration from there um because again I wanted to carry that consistency over and I know that's super detailed like more detailed than you probably need to be or should be but just with literally it could be anything just find something that you love and that you can be consistent in so people can easily recognize it as you um, without even having to read it another thing is your fonts like whatever font you use on say your rack cards, any type of advertising and graphic designing, you want to keep that somewhat consistent. And um, I have changed it up over and over and over again. But, you know, it's a trial and error thing and just finding what works for you and what speaks to you and what feels right. So I use Canva and I use... A couple of the tan um, fonts, Tan Mon Cherry and Tan Pearl are some that I use. And no matter like what font I'm using, I usually always do it in uppercase. So even if I stray away from a font, um, I really don't stray away. I usually keep at least three, um, three fonts that I recycle with. And I've heard other people say that before, and I didn't realize how important it was. If you are um, graphic designing, if you're working with your own, creating your own infographics and educational material for your clients and things like that. But it is. And with, again, on my gallery wall, obviously, I need to keep that consistent. So um, I make sure I'm using the same font there. So just something else to keep in mind. And I did want to, I wanted to mention like someone that I admire keeping their aesthetic like solid no matter what they produce and create is Uproot Wax and um, Boutique. I think now she's Uproot Wax Boutique, but all of her stuff is like very outdoorsy, even on her podcast, like her podcast um, logo I think it's kind of like the same logo that she has for the waxing boutique. Um, but it's just like a landscape, a nature landscape. And that's very true to her. Anytime I see like a hiking trail or something outdoorsy, like mountainous Colorado, I know it's uproot wax. Um, yeah, she's keeps it solid with that. Who's someone else that, oh, um, Alyssa, the Illinois esthetician, she keeps it very consistent. She's got like a very moody feed. Um, and so I had someone else that I admire that keeps their aesthetic pretty solid. So by no means am I saying that I'm like the best at this and I have the most cohesive feed with my treatment room and 
you know, I'm not saying that, but it is something that took a lot of trial and error and self-discovery for me to decide like what I'm not going to get bored of and what is true to me that I can keep producing and reproducing without getting bored. It took a while. So definitely experiment, um, figure out what works for you, what speaks to you and don't get obsessed over it. Cause I definitely have before your Instagram feed is not everything. Like a lot of your clients probably don't even follow you on Instagram. And I am speaking from personal experience. A lot of my clients don't follow me. Um, some of them, mo probably more of them actually follow me on Facebook. But yeah, don't, don't obsess over it. But definitely if um, you have a platform, it needs to be cohesive with the rest. It's so, so easy to become obsessed over that and it just is like life sucking and takes away so much time from you when you could be doing something else. I have stayed up at night like spending multiple hours on creating an infographic trying to get it perfect and then I'm like literally why am I doing this? And yeah, the inf infographics are important to me because I am creating this educational material for any potential clients that are following me because I want to offer correct education and useful information for my followers and my guests. But don't spend hours on it. Like, this is probably something that I need to start doing and following by is making a handful of templates and then recreating and redesigning them each time. That way that you keep some consistency and you're not spending so much freaking time graphic designing and creating this material that isn't even gonna be received like you wish it would be, if that makes sense. Um, there are a lot of skin influencers, a lot of esthetician influencers on Instagram that might have like 15K plus followers. And yeah, they are aspirational and it would be awesome to reach that place, but um, it's really unhealthy to try to obsess to reach that goal because I guarantee you the creators that are at that level, they probably didn't obsess to get there. It probably happened because like the right person shared their post and then they just blew up and then they decided, hey, I need to continue this train and just like, you know, and people follow them because they de did already have that likeness. They did already have that consistency, but they didn't, they probably didn't grind their self to the bone trying to reach that 15K plus. And what are freaking followers anyways? Like, Stop looking at your follower account. And this is something that I've had t to tell myself. This is an episode that I'm going to be listening to to remind myself a lot of these things. Stop obsessing over your follower account. It literally doesn't matter. Just post what is useful and can be useful for your guest and for anyone that you want to impression and what you want to be representative of your business. 
So I guess my message here is be methodical in what you are releasing into the world and what you are representing for you and your business, but don't obsess over it because that's how you can create a really, really unhealthy habit. So create your color palette, pin down your vibe, figure out what fonts you want to use, what type of content you want to produce, and yeah, just keep that train rolling. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have on this topic of bridging the gap between your room, your workspace, and your social media feeds. I hope it was useful for some of you. I think it will definitely be useful to me in the future. Um, So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, I will see you next Monday, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time for another episode.